Many of you may already follow Carlos Whitaker on Instagram because he is the father of the Insta Familia. But if you don't, I am honored to introduce you to the man who there are so many titles that he shares, the hope dealer, the an author, a speaker, a People's Choice Award winner. There are so many things that he has done, but his most recent book that is coming out in just one week from today is the book that we want you to know about, and that is How to Human. Yeah. We are so excited to have him yeah. on this podcast to teach you how to get past distraction and see people. So welcome to the Connection Codes podcast. This is the podcast where we break open our emotions that take us from being disconnected to connected in our relationships and with ourselves. I am your host, Tara Wages, and I am here with marriage and family therapist, clinical sexologist, Dr. Glenn Hill, and his incredible wife, Phyllis. And together, they have founded the Connection Codes which is the guide to human connection. And we're so glad you're here. Yes. Hello, world. Wow. Hi, friends. Well, Carlos, oh my goodness. We have been so excited about having you on our podcast Mm. and getting to talk about your new book. And I mean, I wish we had hours because I'd love to talk about all of your books and what you're doing in life. But I know we are limited. And so we just want to jump in and we want to hear about your new book. And we really want to encourage our listeners to go ahead and pre-order this book. And then if you pre-order, you get kind of a bonus, which we're all so excited about. It's uh, Wednesday nights for six weeks. Yeah, six weeks following the book. Yeah, we get to tune in for free uh, with you. So we're so excited about that. I know by the end of this podcast, y'all will all be like, give me the link. How do I do this? It'll be in the show notes. (laughs) But Carlos, tell our listeners that aren't familiar with you, who are you? Yes. That, I was hoping you guys could help me with that mm. answer. Um, first of all, thank you for letting me come. I'm honored. Uh, anyone ever that ever gives me an opportunity to share in front of their people, um, I don't take that for granted. So, mm. so thank you. Um, you know, I am a I'm a husband of 22 years yeah. to my beautiful wife Heather. Uh, we live here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm a father of three beautiful kids, uh, 20, 19, and 16. Yeah. Um, I've got Two beautiful dogs, Bernese Mountain Dogs. So I'm a <laughs> dog dad. Five chickens. It was six up until a couple days ago. Oh, so you know, yeah. RIP. Oh. Um, and uh, you know, so that that's that's where those are the places that keep me grounded. Mm. Uh, and then for work, uh, I it depends on the year or the month, but I guess I'm a storyteller. I, I think I'm a professional storyteller that mm. tells stories that hopefully lead people towards freedom in some way, shape, or form. And I get to tell those stories through my books, um, my podcast um, stages, uh, but probably primarily through Instagram, through social media where, and it may not be Instagram forever, but right now that's where it's at, uh, where I just try to, you know, I I look every day at kind of, well, what's what's the pain point Mm -hmm. of everyone today? And how can I help them... Uh, maybe help just give them words, maybe not help them mm. through it, but give them mm. words for it. I'm, I'm just a wordsmith. And so mm. that's what I do every day, you know, try to deal hope and, yeah. um, and share stories that encourage people. Right. Wow. I love that you specifically said that you try to see where the pain point mm. is, yeah. where people are, because that is something that is so appealing about you is that you talk about what's happening in the world yeah. where so many people either dodge it because they don't know how to talk about it, mm. 
or they don't think they need to talk about it, or there's just so much emotion that mm. they it disrupts their relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And you, so I love that your one of your big messages is people over issues. Mm, yeah. And so I I wanted to talk about that a little bit sure. today, and knowing that that's a huge part of humaning. Mm-hmm. Is that issues come up and pain points happen? Yeah. And so, what is your perspective on how you approach those? Yeah, that's great. You know, um, sometimes it, it can feel like a bumper sticker, right? When you say things like, mm. I, again, as I craft words, I'm like, oh, this mm-hmm. makes sense. This is what it is. I don't stand on issues, I walk with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, when people are trying to um, get me to stand on an issue mm-hmm. um, or to say where I stand on an issue, I, they, they're, automatically recoiled when I'm like, well, no, I don't stand on issues. I walk with people. Mm. And they're like, well, mm. what does that mean? Like, what mm. do you mean? And I'm like, um, because I am very opinionated on issues. Mm. I think that issues are very important. Right. But I feel like where we have gotten the last mm. few years wow. is to such an unhealthy space yes. of yes. suddenly mm. uh, we have become human opinions as opposed to human beings, Mm. you know, like we're Mm. just, we're all about this issue and we forget Mm. that issues are humans and that they're all affected. So what that looks like for me is when I get passionate about an issue, um, whether one side or the other, I immediately, like I I know where I stand, but I immediately find somebody Mm. that stands on the other side and I go walk with them. And guess what? Walking with them does not mean arguing with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Walking with them does not mean trying to change their mind. Mm -hmm. Walking with them may mean watching an NFL game with them. Mm -hmm. Walking with them, just trying to get close to begin to understand uh, who they are and and why they are. And guess what? Sometimes it actually shifts Mm -hmm. some ideas inside of me. But gosh, I mean, if there is something that people don't like to do in 2023, it's change their mind. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, mm. I can never change my mind on something. Yeah. And I actually have a change my mind journal that I keep. Mm. Of wow. Every week, I try to change my mind on something. Wow. Even if it's tiny, even if it's like, oh, I used to like duck tacos. Now I don't. Like, like it could be something that simple or it could mm. be something big. I just think that we've gotten to a space yeah. in culture where... It's become so toxic yeah. and mm-hmm. we we treat people um, not as humans anymore. We just right. treat them as, a, as ideas. And mm-hmm. I'm trying not only in the book, but I try to do it every day uh, to show what it looks like mm-hmm. for us to maybe surround ourselves with and walk with people that don't look like us, wow. talk like us, mm-hmm. think like us, vote like us, love like us, all the things like us. Yeah. And I know as a human in the experience, that's hard that, you know, it sounds really easy. Hey, don't stand on issues. Walk with people. People are always like, Hey, can you put that on a t-shirt? I was like, well, I don't know if you want to walk around wearing this because this is a lot harder to do than how easy it is to say. And so that's what I'm trying to do with that, you know, every day. Right. Well, and I think that a part of it for me is that issues are people and like you bring light to that. So whatever you're talking about, oh gosh, you've covered everything that's happened over the last three years, you know, but even the death penalty, you know, which is something that you are extremely passionate about Mm -hmm. and something that I have changed my mind on from being this. I remember being in sixth grade and be like, oh no, if they did something wrong, you know, and to now being educated Mm -hmm. on what that actually looks Mm -hmm. like, but you always bring it back to the human, the human behind everything. And so I'm wondering for you, 
when did that moment happen for you? Mm. Like, is there a moment in your life that you can mm. look back and be like, somebody saw me as a mm. human yes. and everything changed? Absolutely. I mean, let's just rewind back to 2011, um, which was the lowest season for me in my life. The mm. lowest, um, everything blew up. I lost my family, my marriage, my job, mm. my friends, everything because of decisions and behaviors that I was using to medicate, mm. um, in my world, I lost everything. And yeah. so, you know, I, I constantly think to myself, um, if this was in 2021, as opposed to 2011, I would have been quote unquote canceled, mm. um, very, wow. very easily. Like I would have been. And so people that are, you know, coming to me constantly going like, well, how could you, Carlos, like, how could you talk to that person? Do you know what they did? And I was like, oh, do you know what I did? Mm. Like, like, like you, Whoa. you follow me, you love me. Yeah. But you know, they try to say, and I was like, no, it just was different back then. Yeah. And, and so all of that to say in that season of life, um, I, I lost everything. And there were, uh, two people in particular that saw me as me and not as the thing that I did, mm-hmm. right? And so when when people can see past your your um, medicating behavior or your wounding or and really see the heartbeat of who I of, of who I am, one of them was a man named Mike Foster, uh, and the other one was uh, Brad Lominick. Mm. And both of these men, mm-hmm. um, they they just said, "Hey, listen, when you're ready." Um, I we're ready to put you back in, in the game, like yeah. where everyone else wanted to take me out of the game. And they're like, no, like, like this is something you're working through, but when you're done working through it, mm-hmm. you still have good to give the world. Yeah. You still have, um, so, you know, uh, one of the things that I think it was Mike that said this, he said, Carlos, um, cause it w- when it was like, like D day, right. And everything explodes that week. He said, Carlos, I know this feels like your entire story. Mm-hmm. Like this is the whole book of your life. And it did. It did. Uh, he's like, but I promise you one day, mm-hmm. if you keep, just keep doing what you're doing, it's going to feel like a chapter yeah. mm-hmm. and then it's going to feel like a page, mm-hmm. then a paragraph wow. and then a sentence. Yeah. Wow. And I, I, I couldn't believe it in the moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, sure. there's no way. Yep. And now it feels like a word. It doesn't mm-hmm. even feel like a sentence. And I'm like, thank God that my story continues wow. and that somebody saw that in me and somebody saw the human in me, um, way past the issue, you know? And so I think that season was when a few people did that for me. And that's just when I made a decision. I am, I am the last person that's going to be judging somebody, creating an opinion. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to be empathetic. I'm going to be walking as close as I can with people, even when it's hard. And it can, it has been hard the last few years. Yeah. I mean, 2020, um, as a black man in the South in America was a very difficult time. Not, you know, I wasn't necessarily more difficult in my day to day, you know, experiencing racism or whatever, but it was difficult, more difficult seeing mm. friends mm. say things wow. that I was like, wait a second. Mm. And so talk about having to like, yeah. it wasn't a bumper sticker, yeah. <laughs> like walking with people was like, oh my gosh, really? I got to do this now. Mm. So, you know, it, um, uh, it was then, but it's, it's become an addicting thing. Like I just, it's like, I want to find the person that really makes my skin crawl and I want to become best friends. You know, like I want to go all in. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. And I want to pull out that one sentence just for our listeners to hear again, that if you are in that season right now where you're like, Mm. my life has blown up, 
Like mm. my, my marriage is falling apart. We got in a fight this morning. I don't even want to go home. Mm. One day mm. yeah. you're going to, this will be a mm-hmm. sentence. This, this will, will be, be a, a word. Sentence. Like that makes me almost want to cry. Yeah. Just how beautiful mm. that yeah. picture is. If you is. keep writing your story, mm. yes. right. Yep. Right. you've got a Sharpie. Yep. You, you get to keep writing. Yes. And the more you write, the smaller that page wow. gets. Right. So don't stop writing. A hundred percent. I love that. And I love that you talked about finding the person that you, you may rub against, you <laughs> yeah. know, that yeah. you're completely opposite of and be best friends with that person. Mm. And the first time I remember seeing that on your Instagram mm. was with your own neighbor. Oh, yes. And, <laughs> and I love that it's oh. actually your neighbor because uh-huh. I hear so many stories about the bad neighbor, you know, like mm-hmm. the neighbor that nobody likes, or mm-hmm. you don't get along with your neighbor. You in that moment literally had to live life with your neighbor, yeah. which as a believer, that's like what we are called yeah. to do and be is to yeah. live life with our neighbors. Yes. And so tell the story of what happened. Yeah. You know, to be the hands and feet of Jesus with our neighbors, um, you can't be the hands and feet without being able to touch them. Right. Yeah. So that means you have to get close enough to touch them. Mm-hmm. And I had a neighbor that lived across the street. As I look out your window right now, um, I see your neighbor yeah. and that was, that's literally <laughs> how close he lives to my house. Yep. But when I moved in, everyone on the street was so kind to me. They were welcoming us, brought us cookies, but there was this kind of this crotchety old man across the street mm. and he would not smile at me. Mm. He would not, I, we, we, I, we go get our mail at the same time and I'm like, awkwardly 10 feet away waving, waving. and he just kind of like scowl at me and go back in. And this was, um, this was probably 2016 when we, I started interacting with him and there was nothing. And I was like, this guy doesn't like me. And I began, uh, to make up a story in my head yeah. as to why he didn't like me. Right. Um, now the story was based on uh, true experiences. The story that I was making up was mm-hmm. based on true experiences in my life. Yeah. Those true experiences in my life as a uh, black man living in middle Tennessee was that um, the, uh, I guess maybe it was 11 times at this point that I'd been called the N word mm-hmm. in public. Mm-hmm. Um, every single time was an old white guy mm-hmm. with an American flag on their torso mm-hmm. or yeah. their truck. Yeah. And so the story that I created was, well, old white guys with American flags don't like me yeah. because of what I look like. And he's, he had this big American flag on his door. And so before your listeners unsubscribe to your podcast, finish the story. <laughs> Let me finish the story. Okay. I am a proud first uh, son of a first generation immigrant to America. Yeah. I love our country. I love our flag. I love all the things. But since the flag had been weaponized against me, yeah. um, it caused trauma, triggering, mm-hmm. right? And so I, when I saw this man being not nice to me uh, or ignoring me, I made up the story he doesn't like me. So live four years with him across the street, never say a word to him, start ignoring him back. Hopefully he can feel me ignoring mm. him. And um, one day in the summer of 2020, kind of in the, you know, after lockdown, but mm. things are, there's a lot of racial tension in America. Yeah. Um, I'm teaching every day on my social media about racial reconciliation and bias and all of these things, trying to go first so that my audience can see me go first and maybe think about it yeah. in their life. Uh I'll never forget, I'm, I'm sitting on my porch and I see my neighbor walk out with a can of paint. And I was like, oh, what is he going to paint the door? I wonder what he's doing. And he walks out to the middle of his yard and he's got these two white porcelain bunnies that are kind of like my grandma has in her backyard, yeah. except she's got other things, but a little white porcelain <laughs> bunny. One's, I don't know, probably two feet tall. One's like a foot tall. They're right next to each other. And this man, without seeing me there, 
just gets down on one knee, takes a paintbrush out and dips it in the paint can and starts painting one of the bunnies. Yeah. And he's painting it black. And I was like, oh, what is it like? World War II paint your bunny black day? Like, mm. what? I'm so confused. Like, what's he doing? Right. Yeah. And, and then he, he paints it black and then he closes the paint can, gets up and walks back into his house. And I was like, that's weird. Mm. Why do you do that? So I was like, Heather, babe, come here. My wife. And she comes outside. And I was like, you see that? She's like, what? And I was like, look, you see the two bunnies in his front yard? They've always been white. He just painted one of them black. Why do you think he did that? Mm. And she goes, why don't you go ask him? Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I, I don't, that, that is uncomfortable. I don't want to walk across the street, mm. yeah. <laughs> which is something I realized when she said that I had never done. Mm. So I was like, oh, I got to pray about it. Like, I don't know if I can do that. So the next day. I didn't pray about it. The next day, um, <laughs> FYI, so people don't think I'm super spiritual. The next day, I, I see him come out to get his mail or something. And I was like, okay. So I like pulled out my phone and I um, hit record because I'm like, it's 2020. I'm recording every interaction I have with people that don't maybe don't like me. So I'm walking mm. over there and I'm like, um, I get halfway across the street and, I, and I'm like, excuse me, sir. Hi, my name's Carlos. I live across the street. As if he didn't know I lived across the street. <laughs> And he turns to me with that same scowl on his face. Mm. And suddenly that scowl turns into the largest grin mm. I've ever seen. He's like, yeah. oh, hi, Carlos. My name's James. I've only lived here since 1962. Yeah. You know? And I was like, oh, my gosh, he's smiling at me. And suddenly everything begins to crumble, right? And I'm like, please, I need him to be mean. I need him to be mean. Wow. And he's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just, you know, I'm so grateful that you walked over here. Like, yeah. you know, and we start chatting. And I was like, hey, I just have a question. Can you tell me why you painted that bunny black? He's like, oh, with everything that's going on in the country, uh, with everything that you know that that has to do with racism. I, my my parents they uh, um, they hired a servant, a black woman, when I was a, a, a young child, and she taught me how to read. She taught mm. me how to write. She taught me how to comb my hair, do everything. And I can't even imagine somebody looking at her mm. any different than they look at me. And I could have done something bigger, but, uh, you know, I'm scared to go downtown to a march it's because I'm scared I'm going to get COVID. So I thought, mm. I'm just going to paint a bunny black. Uh, and uh, my jaw, I was having to pick up with both my hands mm. off the floor to mm. close my mouth. And I looked at this man and I just said, you know, James, I need to say I'm sorry. Mm. Mm. I'm sorry for ever thinking anything about you that I'm trying to teach my, I told him this, I'm trying to teach my Instagram. And he's like, huh? Like what's Instagram? <laughs> I'm trying to teach my Instagram about racial bias. Mm. And I have racial bias against men that look like you mm. thinking that they don't like me. And mm. I just want to tell you, I'm mm. sorry. Wow. And, um, you know, he's like, well, you know, he didn't know what to do is I, cause I started mm. crying yeah. and uh, he's mm. like, this is so weird. No wonder I don't talk to my neighbor. Uh, well, we became Whoa. just tight. Like the, uh, the poor guy was trying to live his best single retired life. And I'm like mm. knocking on his door every day. Hey, let's come out. Do you want to have a beer? And <laughs> like, we're just so close now. And what, what I tell that story and I share that story so that mm. my followers who, who are primarily white, can see that, listen, if I can do this mm. and if I have a problem with this and if there's something, even if it was, I didn't even know it, to be honest with you, yeah. until I thought about it, oh. I had a bias mm. in me. And if I have one, I guarantee we all have them mm. too. Yeah. This is how we come out of them. We get near. Mm. If we want to be the hands and feet, you got to get near. You mm. can't just look at someone from across the street with some binoculars mm. 
and expect to really see them. Yeah. You have to get close. And when I did, everything changed. And yeah, I shared that on, you know, I shared that encounter on Instagram. I, I remember going the next day over and said, Hey James, I know this is kind of weird, but like I was recording that whole thing on my phone, <laughs> uh, just in case something went down, but like, can I share that on my Instagram? And again, he didn't know what that, that meant. Yeah. I was like on online and he still didn't know his TV literally has antennas coming mm. off the top of it. <laughs> and so he's like, sure. Well, it went viral. Mm. And then like the next day I'm like, Hey James, I go back over and knock on the door. I was like, tomorrow morning at like 7am, can you come to my house? Cause there's Whoa. a couple news stations that want to mm. interview us. And he's like, huh? Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, it, he got to share his story about being a, a veteran of the Vietnam war and, wow. you know, just, um, it just was beautiful. And yeah. so, wow. you know, I, I try to, I try to, that's how I try to teach. It's mm. just right. by living it, I guess. A hundred percent. And it makes me think that so often every single one of us walks into a situation and has some kind of, we, we all have our internal emotions that we're feeling. Absolutely. Like I can walk into a room and be experiencing fear and that fear is going to mm -hmm. keep me from approaching you yeah. who I respect. And I think is just like the most incredible human, sure. you know, that I've ever met, but I'm not going to talk to you because I'm experiencing fear yes. that I'm not good enough and yes. shame. But then to you, you then will perceive it by your own trauma uh -huh. and your shame of what mm. you've experienced yeah. in life. And, and then so, I'm like, oh my gosh, she doesn't like me. She doesn't like, like yeah. me. Yeah. Mm. And so I think that it's so crucial that we all really tune into that, that anytime there's this, any kind of friction yeah. with someone, yes. taking Whoa. that extra step, oh, crossing yeah. the street, walking across the room and just asking a simple question. Mm -hmm. Suddenly the whole, yeah. his whole face changed. Yes. You asked him one question. Because I got close. Yes. And, yeah. and it, gosh, the amount of times, this is my, this is my secret weapon on social media these days, because I say things that ruffle people's feathers, right? I try to do it kindly, but if somebody's going to get ruffled, they're going to get ruffled. And the, oh my gosh, the, the, if you're in my close friends list on Instagram, you see these cause I, I take screenshots, but the things people say to me, mm. um, are so mean. Yeah. And, and I know that that meanness is coming from a wound somewhere right. that well, meanness right. is coming so, from. So mm. in that, this is what I do to get close on social media every single time. And it just, it messes with people. They'll type out with their thumbs, just this rage filled thing. Mm. And I don't, I don't type anything back to them. I open up the camera. And I hit record on a video. Mm. And these are people that probably never think I'm going to read their mm. DMs. Yeah. And I look at my phone. I was like, hey, I, I just want you to look in my eyes for a second. Like, I just want to say I'm sorry. Like, mm. I, I know that, that this conversation is obviously triggering for you. Mm. And if you ever want to talk about it, like, I'd love, to, I'd love to talk like this with you. Um, but just, just know that I'm sorry for making you feel this way. Mm. And, I, and I send it 99 out of 100 times. All of those people that have been rage-filled coming at mm. me, because I got close and looked mm. them in the eye, they've become like some of my strongest supporters. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, but yeah. it's because I get close. I get close. Yes. Yeah. I get close. Yeah. And I think about also how this applies to relationships. You know, we talk a lot mm. on this podcast about marriage and about relationships. Mm. We even do this at home mm. with our partner. Oh. Yeah. We walk in the door, they shoot us a look because the kids have been screaming all day yep. or they mm. spilt milk and it's behind the fridge and now it's going to stink. And so they're feeling their own grumpiness. We walk in the door, they look at us, we're like, oh gosh, I'm mm. not getting close to well, that. Yep. And then you put up your defenses yep. and then next thing you know, you're at war it's over. with mm. each other. Yep. And mm. so it is, it's getting close to even in your own house, mm. yeah. you know, That's like good. not being mm. afraid yeah. to ask that question. And the question that we prompt people to ask is, 
what's happening? Yeah. You know, just like what's happening, yeah, what's, you happening know? Right like, what's happening mm-hmm. with you, you know? And, um, and so I think that is so powerful. And so in thinking about that situation, cause that's a moment that I was, I was watching. I remember when you mm-hmm. posted it mm-hmm. and I saw you human yeah. in that moment. And now you have a book coming out on how to human and you've mm-hmm. done several things over the last three years mm-hmm. to really see people. Yeah. And so what does that mean to you? Like, what is your mission with how to human? Yeah, I think my, uh, I think my mission is I want people to begin again, to begin to see people past, past their, past all the things that bother them. I want, I want people to, you know, it's, it's three steps in the book, um, BC and free. Right. And I want people to, when you really see somebody, I want them to understand that, um, every single person that we walk by is desperate to be seen. Mm. All of us sitting at this table right now are desperate to be seen. And that's like, that really is the human superpower is to see somebody truly Mm. and let them know that they've been seen. And, and you can do that in various ways, right? Like I've, I've done that through, you know, raising a lot of money for, random strangers that I feel mm. prompted to yeah. raise money for. Uh, and we, and they feel seen and they mm. also feel freed, but you don't even have to do it. It doesn't have to be money. Like, yeah. again, I, I, I think I spoke to it a couple months ago. I was going through TSA and I made it a point that day that every single person that I came across with the name tag on, I was going to say their name. Mm-hmm. Hello, officer Willis. Thank you so much for, mm. you know, for helping me with TSA pre. Mm. They just kind of look at me like, just said my name like mm. and there's something about just nope. that mm-hmm. that people feel seen so you know in the book um i do i share various stories on what this looks like on 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 the whole be human piece like our identity who we are being everything that we were created to be once you can be then you can see and uh helping people with that seeing piece but it's that it's that last piece the the freeing people piece mm-hmm. that probably is the hardest for everybody because now you got to get your hands dirty mm-hmm. now in order to free somebody there's going to have to be some risk involved yeah. if you want to rescue somebody there has to be risk involved if there's no risk involved there's probably not a lot of rescue involved mm-hmm. so what is it going to look like and risk is going to look different for everybody but what's it going to look like to risk and you know really quickly a quick summary of a story that i use to anchor the book is in acts chapter 8 the story of philip and the yeah, ethiopian eunuch right yeah. and how this ethiopian eunuch mm. is not somebody that philip in a thousand years would mm. just hang out with it's not one of his boys this was a black castrated man from another country riding in luxury in this chariot and i tell him the story how philip was led not only to the road to uh-huh. see him, he could have stopped there and been like, Jesus loves you. <laughs> right? there you go. But then he was called to go up to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now he's like, okay, sweet. Jesus loves you. He can say it. Wow. And people are like, okay, that's good enough, man. I'm there. But I'm like, uh-uh, that's not it. Mm. You got to get in it. So then he got in the chariot mm. and that's when life change happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it happened. And so the book really helps people, I think, get in the chariot. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Gosh, I uh, oh, I mean, I'll tell one last story that happened this last week. I'm I'm sharing Acts chapter eight at a church. I'm preaching the message of how to human in a church, and um, I share the story of the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip. And afterwards, I haven't shared this. I shared it on my Instagram, but on a podcast yet. Somebody, again, it was an older white gentleman came walking up to me, and uh, you know, people are normally just greeting me, thanking me for the message, and filling my words of affirmation tank. And as this guy gets to me, I I, I was like, he looks 
he looks like my neighbor. Like he looks angry. Like he doesn't look excited to talk to me. And he gets up to me and he's like, um, doesn't say anything for about probably 30 seconds, just kind of looking at me. And I'm like, okay. So I'm kind of looking like left and right. Like, is there someone that can help in case something happens here? And he just, with just the thickest Southern accent, he's just like, I've been prejudiced my whole life. And this is just me. And now he's crying coming up to your chariot. Mm. And I just was like, and then he said, can I get in your chair? Mm. And he opened his arms mm. and I just hugged him and started bawling. We yeah. both were like, you know, when, when grown men are shaking, crying kind yeah. of deal. Uh, and guess what? There, there weren't any other pleasantries exchanged. I didn't give him a, you know, a little pep talk. I, that was it. Yeah. He, he walked away and he got in my chariot. Mm. And, wow. and, and that Beautiful. is what I want people to get in the book is that we can all pull this off. Yeah. And a couple of things about that, that really just stand out to me, not just here, but you know, reading your books and just hearing your, your messages. Uh, first of all, go Heather. Uh, and I just love that. And you talk about that a lot that, you know, she's such a partner yeah. for you. And when the connection, cause we talk about that all the time, we're so much better when we're co-regulating mm, yeah. we're partnered in life, certainly yeah. in partner pairs, but just with friends, with neighbors, uh, whatever. So there's so much power in that. But the other thing, because I think so many people are, are blocked or are stopped from doing anything because they can't do everything. They can't right. do something mm, big. That is good. You know, what yeah. you need to do is get a, a petition with 50,000 signatures. Right. Well, who's going to do that? Yeah. I mean, I'm not. The yep. vast majority of the population doesn't. But for you, again, on Heather's uh, nudging, to walk across the street. We're not talking about a huge mission here. Right. Well, you know, Carlos, we want you to go to the, you know, Amazon jungles and yeah. accomplish this. Yeah. No, this is literally just walking across the street yeah. and touching yep. someone's life. Yep. And it's like, that was not that big of a huge right. mission. Right. It's, and if, and again, I hear that from you so much. If we could just get people to do a little, so, and even that, you know, saying someone's name. Yes. Well, we're not talking telling you to learn Latin right here. Literally read the stupid name tags right there in yeah. front of you. Yeah. And mm. just say their name. And we talk about identity. You know, this person receives identity. They feel seen. Yeah. They feel heard. Mm. And it changes. And if everybody was doing that, one of right. my daily goals is to make a stranger laugh. Yeah. I think good. if we all did that, yeah. and I'm a very funny person, so that helps. Um, I need all your dad jokes, by the way. Just so you know, I've been working for a lot of years to convince Phyllis of that. This <laughs> is funny. I'm very funny. So I'm getting closer on it. That's but, awesome. Um, just those little things. Uh, yeah. And, you know, if somebody's going to do a 50,000 petition drive, sure. more power to them. Yeah. Right? But the most of us can't do that, or at least are not going to do that. But these mm-hmm. little things, you know, one of the Connection Coast protocols is that uh, we must feel seen and heard. If not, we get louder and louder mm-hmm. and louder. Yeah. And we'll probably eventually give up. I think a lot of the crap mm. in our culture today, because people don't feel seen. Right. Mm. People don't feel heard. And they're just getting louder. Yes. And we say, well, stop getting louder. You know, just shut up. Uh-huh. It's not going to happen. That's not the human condition. Right. If people don't feel seen, and different people get loud in different ways at different rates, sure. et cetera. Yeah. But people are getting loud. And yep. And then yep. we're like, well, you're so loud. You're so yeah. bored. Well, yeah, because they haven't felt seen maybe for generations. Absolutely. And now they are going to somehow yes. feel seen. Now, again, not just be seen and heard, but to feel seen. Yes. There's a big difference between those mm. two. So I just love the 
the simplicity. Yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, that. it's not it's not complicated, you know. And and yes, people will become violent when they're not seen. They Absolutely. they you know they they yep. will rage when they're not yep. seen. We saw a lot of that the last few years. Mm. And I mean, I think yep. it was Dr. King that said uh, a riot is the language of the unheard or the unseen. Yes. I probably said that incorrectly, yep. but something to that effect. Yeah. And yeah. um and these are just people wanting to be mm-hmm. seen. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yeah, so. and then we see their violence. We're like, see, yep, yep. see, that's see, a bad look, look. person. Yep, yeah. there it is. I knew it. He was bad. Well, yeah. no, mm-hmm. it, I'm not agreeing with the violence, but it well, came okay, from so something. so so, and it came from something. And I I love using this analogy when it when I have that conversation with people about riots or things that are bad, um, but a reactionary violence from people when they are not seen. Mm. I always use that um, clip from a Christmas story if you've ever seen it with Ralphie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, Ralphie is picked on by a bully every single day. And this bully picks on him on his walk home, pushes him. And then there's that moment when in the movie, he, he starts pushing him, he just knocks him down and something comes in Ralphie comes out of Ralphie, this rage that he flips that bully over. who's three times his size and just starts wailing. And what, what did we do as the people watching it? Yeah. You know, the, the, and we start cheering that on because we felt like, oh my gosh, the unseen person is finally being heard. But that's what happens to us. Like, mm-hmm. like we yep. something flips mm-hmm. and um, something carnal comes out. Yep. And the way to keep that from happening is to see people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that we talk about that Dr. Glenn has done a lot of research on is the identity piece. That's mm. our very first mm-hmm. lesson. If you read the book or go through our master classes, because the identity piece is everything. Mm-hmm. He's yep. researched that it is the number one need that wow. humans have. Uh, do you want to talk about this? Well, if I don't feel seen in her, if I don't feel that I well, matter. But even about the babies. Mm. Oh, with the still, still face. face. Yeah. Well, yeah. about the, the orphanage. That oh, okay. the, they were, Help me they had a group of. You want to talk about that? Well, tell me what that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, talking about that, they separated these babies, and mm. there are babies that are being fed. They have yeah. their needs met, and yep. then there's a group of babies, and but they're they are not held. Yeah. They're not mm. given love. They're not given any yeah. attention. Yeah. And those babies don't make it. They get louder and louder, wow. and then they eventually gave up. Wow. And mm-hmm. it's because they didn't receive identity. Food mm-hmm. and nope. shelter was not enough for them right. to actually become functional human beings. Yeah. Yeah. And so every time you say someone's name in the airport, mm. that's identity. Absolutely. Every mm-hmm. single time you take that little bitty effort, you are giving them their number one need on yeah. earth. Yeah. Right. And that is powerful. It, mm. it goes so much deeper than just saying, hey, Mm-hmm. You know, Captain Arnold. Yeah. Like you were giving them a need. Yes. You were meeting mm-hmm. their needs in that moment in the airport That's when good. there are people probably in front of you that cussed at them. Oh, sure. And well. so to actually see people is doing so much more mm-hmm. than what yeah. we even realize that yeah. it's doing. No, it's true. It it is when someone says my name, you know, even mm-hmm. like I love it. Because I I think to myself, well, how many times today have I actually heard Carlos? Mm-hmm. Like that's me. And then when I hear that, I'm like, Oh, even when you were introducing me and you said Carlos, I was like, Oh, something in me was like, yeah, that's me. That's me. I'm Carlos. You know? Yeah. Yeah, It's, it is true. I love that. A hundred percent. And talking about your mission and a part of the book you talk about is to get past distraction. Mm, Yeah. What are you talking about when you say that? Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. We live in the most distracted Mm. society we've ever Mm. been in. Mm. Right. Like we, 
the the whole how to human but it, we can't even get to seeing people and freeing people until we slow down enough to be fully human and we're distracted by constant scrolling you know as much as i laugh at tiktok every night like it just is distracting us mm -hmm. it is um we're we're just distracted right. and um i th you know it's not all technology that's distracting us um but i also think that we we know more than we're supposed to know mm -hmm. Like, I, I just, I, I don't know if we're supposed to know what's happening all around the world all the time. I yeah. just think back to just 200 years ago, like, I would only know what's going on in my house yep. with my neighbors that lived in my village or wherever, and maybe the butcher down the street. And that was really mm. all I had capacity to know. Right. And that was from the dawn of humanity till 200 years ago. And then now we know everything and i just i call it story stress mm. yeah. that we good good stories and bad stories we now know there's a study that i i looked up for i think two books ago that showed that the amount of content we consume the first 15 minutes we're awake <laughs> this is mind-blowing to me the first i had to look up the study like four different ways to make sure they weren't lying first 15 minutes we're awake is the same amount of content that my great-grandparents consumed in a month wow and so i think to mm. myself like Talk about being distracted. Yeah. Like we are so distracted. So I've had to like place things in my life that allow me to be more human. Um, and one of those things has been to lessen my, the stories that I am, you know, consuming every day. So, you know, a hack really easily that I've done in my life is like I took off kind of, I took Twitter off my phone um, and I subscribed to a newspaper. Like, so like I literally have some dude throws a newspaper. I still don't know who it is and what time he does it. But I wake up in the morning, I walk out and there's a newspaper in my front yard, just like leave it to beaver. I walk yeah. out with my cup of coffee and I pick up my newspaper and I read the newspaper yeah. and that's all the news I get. If something else happens in the world, I'll find out tomorrow, right. you know? Right. And, and so like I, I'm having to slow down on purpose in order to mm. not be so distracted. And so, yeah, I think distraction is a big piece. Um, and, you know, and, and even check with the, you know, distracting, distraction doesn't just sit with, um, the content we're consuming. Although I don't believe that our souls were created to consume the amount of content we're consuming. I also think the speed of our life mm. is distracting, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. So I challenge people to like, like get lost every once in a while. Like I'll, I'll turn off my GPS and I'm like, oh, I'm going to figure out how to get there. <laughs> yeah. And it may take me 15 minutes longer. Mm. But then when I get there, guess what? I've seen so much. Mm. I'm like, I never knew this creek was here. Mm. This is pretty cool. I've never been this way. So like, mm. get lost more. Get distracted. I mean, get undistracted by doing things like that. Um, and so I share a bunch of those ideas in the book as well. Yeah, I love that. Wow. It's so good. I, you know, I think especially what I, what I love for our listeners to take away is this this doesn't have to be complicated. No. I really appreciate yeah. that because yeah. when we first started talking, my, where my brain goes is, oh my word, I've got to do more than I'm doing mm. and I've got to take yeah. in every homeless person and I've got to take right, in right, right. every single mom with kids and we've got extra bedrooms in our house. They should all be full all the yeah. time. And then I have to slow myself down and go, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. That is not, it's not that. It's it's just being human, just like what you were saying is, and you even said, and, and notice people's name tags, yeah. like yeah. call someone by name, and and just even that realization that when someone is even rude to us, when someone cuts us off in traffic, or uh -huh. someone is you know at the grocery store is grumpy, yeah, 
to realize they're human and we don't know what they just went mm, through. Absolutely. We don't know, but that they just had horrible news that their oh, mom yeah. died, or we don't yeah. know, but that they had the biggest fight with their spouse and their spouse walked out the door oh. and just to go, okay, just slow myself down. And, you know, to realize they're having a bad day. Right. Right. And I need to, to give grace to that. And, and, you know, to realize they're human mm-hmm. and, and what that means. And, you know, so much of even what I love and I so often say with the connection codes and all the tools that we teach is it saved my life, saved mm-hmm. our marriage mm-hmm. and gave me the language where I could show up and and say what I need as a human. Yeah. Like I was a robot in for many, many years. Uh-huh. I was a really productive a very human. Very beautiful robot. <laughs> I was super productive human and yeah. I got my worth out of my productivity and sure. I thought that that is what was required of me as as a human. And mm. then but I didn't show up and even identify my own need. Mm. And yeah. so, you know, to it it's it's very lopsided. And so with the tools of the connection codes, it's so much of it starts with yourself. Yeah. You got to figure out what's happening for you. You've got to show up for yourself. And then all of a sudden you have the capacity to show mm. up for your kids, to show up for your spouse, and then look across the street, show up for your neighbor. Yeah. And there are people everywhere once you open your eyes and see that. Uh-huh. And I do I do think what you're saying as far as I love that, the the fact we are getting too much information. Mm, yeah. And each of us can change that. We yep. are in control of what we watch, what mm. we listen to, what we consume. And to just realize this is not healthy. Mm-mm. It's not human. It's no. it's not who we were created to be. It's right. not Mm-mm. what was in the garden. It was it's just too much. It and and we're going to have to either make the choice or the choice will be made for us. Yep. You know, like, mm-hmm. like you, we see the, the epidemic of mental health issues mm-hmm. that's happening. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder sometimes, yeah. is it yeah. just because we know too well, much? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too, I think we do know too much. And yeah. so it becomes paralyzing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we're overwhelmed. Yeah. We yeah. don't even know how to just step out the door and, yeah. and be neighborly. Yeah. And, yeah, and the reality is, you know, for whoever, but I can show you horror story after horror story that's happening around the world just continuously. Mm-hmm. Well, watch three and a half hours of that and you're going to be so yeah. overwhelmed yeah. and despondent. And that was just for today. And right. it's true. I right. mean, there's some crappy, horrible, wretched things happening around the world. Yeah. Yeah, but you just can't handle right. all of those. Right. It's just too much. Right. And something I think about with this, and I think it would only take 10 minutes of watching, not three hours to even feel <laughs> paralyzed well, yeah. by what is oh, happening yeah. everywhere, yeah. is when thinking about when you walk out your door, the how to human peace, yeah. one of the things that we teach, that's you know, a, a protocol, like a foundational part of this, is that our brain fires emotional pain the same way it mm. fires physical pain. Yep. And so when we are in the grocery store and we see someone that is on crutches, they've broken their leg, we're pretty quick to be like, oh, do you need me to reach this Uh for you? Uh Like, do you, do you need help? Mm. How can I help you? Or, you know, a mom that's, um, her kids are hurt, you know, like, how can I help you? But our brains are firing. We are experiencing emotional pain Mm. in the same way. Wow. So if we walk out our door and we actually see all of our neighbors come out of their house, Some of them are going to have broken arms. Mm -hmm. Some of them are going to have broken legs. Some of them are going to be actively hemorrhaging and bleeding. And their bodies are responding to themselves this way. They can't even process 
earth because they are bleeding mm, yeah. and we don't know how to help them right? because we can't see it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's and, so good. It, and so as soon as we get ourselves to the level where uh-huh. we're crossing the street and we're, mm-hmm. you're looking at your neighbor in the eye, yeah, like in that moment, James probably stopped bleeding a little bit. I think so. Well, you know, like yeah. you were able to piece together some emotional and you stopped bleeding. Actually, Absolutely. You were hemorrhaging like me. from that <laughs> interaction <laughs> for the last several years, but yeah. he yeah. was too. Right. We just can't right. see it. We, yeah. And so by being human, if we could mm. just recognize that people's brains are functioning at a level mm. where they are in pain mm. all the yeah. time. Well, yeah. And if we can pause ourselves to connect with them, yeah, that's we can change the world, yeah, and that's what you're trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what you're doing. I'm trying my hardest. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. one of the ways that we do that with the connection codes is we teach people how to process their emotion. Got it. Because when we have a lot of emotion firing in our brains, we become flooded mm. and we we become dammed up. And so you talked, you had, please listen to Carlos's podcast, but in your podcast that came out yesterday was Cheryl. She talked about letting the water flow Yep. and by processing your emotion, you are able to now flow. Yes. You're not living in a dam. Yeah. And so at the end of every episode, we go through what we call our core emotion wheel. Okay. And this is available on our website, connectioncodes.co. And that's where we process our most recent emotion, like we go through every single emotion. Got it. And we process what happened most quickly. Or when is the last time you felt anger and what was that anger? Okay. And then we also teach how the other people respond to you. Because I know that's a huge part of, we teach how to listen. Yeah, how that's to good. not become defensive, how to not fit. I'm not here to fix you. Right. You mm, may, thank you. You may be. <laughs> I like, really wish you would. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you doing this, that'll help fix yourself. You know, like yeah. that is part of your healing. And so, um, Carlos, would you be willing to do our core emotion? Sure. Today? I'm a rookie. This is my first time. I, know. I love it. Mm-hmm. Would you core emotion connection yeah. codes? Mm-hmm. Okay. One of us can go first if you would rather. Oh no! So, so what would I just kind of tell you what I'm feeling right now? That'd be fun. Yeah. Do you want I somebody else to go, go first? Okay. Yeah. You go first. Okay. 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 Oh wait. Yeah. Maybe yeah. show me how. how okay. This. Yeah. And yeah. so you just respond by ooing me. Okay. By ooing you. Yeah. So if if I say like. I have fear that Carlos thinks I'm a really dumb person. Uh-huh. You don't say, oh, no, I don't think that. Oh, okay. Because you're actually not convincing me that I'm not dumb. Right. You know, you just go, yeah. oh, I can see why you would feel that oh, way. Yeah. Like, it's scary Ooh, to meet yeah. somebody. There you yeah. Go. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I... And we don't hold the wheel when we're oh, doing Oh, we the don't wheel. hold the wheel. I'm sitting here holding the wheel. You're <laughs> right. Oh, I, my hands are in my pocket, like they're oh, handcuffed, you, you because I know, the, I know the rule. Yeah. Okay. I always start with anger. Um, I... I have anger that for so long, I have not seen people Mm. and that I do tend to go into confrontations about the issue, Mm. especially with my family, my parents, Mm. and I can get really stuck on that issue. And I'm angry at myself about that. And I'm angry that we live in a world where people just can't be kind, you know, that we've built the society. Um, I have shame that I feel like I can't do more, that mm-hmm. that I don't know what to do mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. And I, I have shame when I walk into the room with people that I know are hurting and I have privilege and I have mm-hmm. like this life that I didn't ask for. Right. But I have mm-hmm. I have shame that I, I, I can't do more to change mm-hmm. what's happened. Yeah. Um I have guilt 
um, that your mic has been a little low this whole time and you've had to bend down and I have guilt that I didn't say earlier, Hey, we can adjust this for you. I get that. Um, Mm. I have fear that I have fear that we're people can't really see how to connect with people mm-hmm. like that, that they are overcomplicating it in their head wow. or they don't see the value in it. Maybe mm. it's cause they're hurting so much, oh, yeah. but I have fear that we're just going to continue to miss this mm. message. Mm. Um, I feel lonely. Hmm. What I feel lonely in, I feel lonely that I am surrounded by, obviously, I, I feel like I have to say not y'all. I know they're not. But I have so many people in my life that still don't get it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. They don't get why we wow. need to see other people yeah. mm. and that they're not willing to listen. Mm. And so I feel wow. really lonely, which then leads to my anger of like, no, listen yeah. to me. You know, help mm. me in this mission. Um, I feel hurt that... Wes and I disconnected over the whole camera and mm. light situation yesterday. And I was like trying to explain to him what my expectations were. And mm-hmm. he's really busy. So I just feel hurt that he didn't like help me immediately uh-huh. on that. And he's not here to like be there. But, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's such a good man. I have joy that he did help me with all of this. And I have joy that you were willing mm. to say yes mm. to yes. come on and help connection mm-hmm. coders take this to a whole nother level yes. of being human. Mm. You know, yeah. we teach them how to be human in themselves and you are helping them learn how to be human with others. Mm. Wow. And I have so much joy that mm. they are getting to, to learn that from you. Wow. Yeah. That so was good. so good. Okay. I love it. Amazing. I get it That's now. I thought I was, I thought you just say one thing that you're feeling, oh, no. but you go, go through, through, the, whole through the whole thing. thing. You feel all of these emotions. Yeah. Constantly. Constantly. Yes. Wow. Well, in the way that T did it, she did it more like I feel as in, in the moment are, are, are like almost like going forward, but there's times when it's like, well, let's see the last time I felt hurt okay. was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to uh-huh. just go. Yeah. I yeah, see. You can go yeah. the last time. Mm. It's more about just con- connecting to the, the last the time you felt that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, that's good. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to try this. Okay. And do I start with anger and you can move do around? anyone you anyone. want? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, let's start with anger. Okay. This is, it's, uh, this is, so. this is, interesting for me because I don't normally consider myself angry, mm-hmm. but I'm like, Oh no. I mean, I guess if I really think about it, I was angry about this. So, um, I feel anger. I feel anger. A lot of this is going to have to do with my book. FYI, yeah. Cause that's where we're right. at. Yeah. Uh, I, f- I feel angry that, um, that my publicist dropped the ball mm-hmm. on a couple things that I was really hoping they were going to be able to pull off. Yeah. Uh, and, kind of found out through some emails that mm. this wasn't as important to them as it was wow. for me. So it made me angry. Yeah. yeah. Get that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, shame. Can you define shame mm. quickly? Somebody. Glenn. Uh, well, not quickly. Um, <laughs> the, the, these are all based on the five neural regions that are yeah. associated with emotion in the brain. There's okay. a disgust region. We divide guilt and shame up. Okay. Guilt is typically over an action. Shame is over like me. I just okay. feel bad about myself. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. Um, I feel shame over, uh, my last book launch, mm. um, mm. that it 
it didn't do well. Mm. And, um, and because it didn't do well, there was a lot of low expectations for this one. Mm. And so there, there's just some shame in that. Yeah. Whenever I'm in a, when I, when I felt the shame actually when I was in a meeting, a Zoom meeting with my um, publication team last wow. week and they're like, well, so in 2020, Enterwild sold. And I was like, oh, you know, and I felt mm. shame. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, I feel guilt that, um, I feel guilt that I'm not uh, emotionally avail- as available as I normally am with my family mm. right now yeah. because I'm like literally 24-7 mm. marketing and getting ready for this right. book launch. Yeah. So there's some guilt there. Yeah. I feel f- fear um, that that this book is going to flop. (laughs) I feel fear that I poured and that people have poured a lot of money. Mm. Uh, My publishing team has, you know, really put, put a lot of Mm. stuff behind this and I feel uh, fear that it's not going to do well. Um, And uh, I feel lonely. I feel lonely in maybe this whole book launch process Mm. that, that, Really, I'm the one, it starts with me and I'm just kind of alone. Like everyone else is like, they've got other things that they can worry about. This is kind of, Mm. I really feel alone in that. Mm. Um, I feel sad that some people that will read this book um, won't get it. Mm. And it makes me sad. It makes me sad that, um, that I know it, I know not everyone is ready for this Mm. uh, because Mm. it's hard. So that that makes me sad. Um, Hurt, hurt. Hurt. I feel hurt. Um, I feel hurt by. I feel hurt. Oh, oh, I know now. Wow, there it is. I feel hurt by the very first um, uh, kind of official um, review of the book from like a publication said that it was um, in, in an in a fast paced but. Um, overstuffed mm. book. Mm. I feel hurt that someone yeah. called my mm. book overstuffed. Yeah. Like, what in the world? I'm hurt, man. That hurt. Yeah. Um, mm. I had to dig for the hurt because I don't really feel a lot of hurt, but mm. that one did. It stung. Yeah. Um, oh, and I feel joy. I, I feel so weird. I can feel these things at the same time because yeah. I, although I feel fear, that's not going to do very well. I feel joy that it literally is on the top 10 yes. new yes. Uh, yeah. releases on Amazon. Yes. Yes. And that it's pre-sold close to 5,000 copies, yeah. wow. which is more than my last book even sold ever. So, wow. um, so I feel joy. Yeah, that you know, wow. hey, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, Dude, well, and it, it you're did a rock fantastic. Star. Yeah, like it. wow, that these emotions all live side by side. Yeah, mm-hmm. in you and that by processing them, it gets it out of your body yeah. and it mm-hmm. is connecting. And so yeah. like I do this with my kids every night yeah. and I find out things about them yeah. and their day. Yeah. They would have never told Absolutely. me otherwise. Yeah, no. And um, yeah, no, thank you so much. You're welcome. And I didn't touch it either. You did yeah. not. Yeah. Much better than Tira. Yeah. Much better yeah. than yeah. Tira. I'm, I'm a fidgeter. <laughs> and so it's a problem for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally agree. And so, wow. yes, you can find our core emotion, Will, on our website. And what it, a great tool. Yeah. Well, mm. Seriously. Powerful. And what it teaches you to do, just so you know, and all of our listeners that are new know the goal is to learn these. So you're doing them in the moment. Mm-hmm. So now, so yesterday, Wes and I were in conflict over the setup uh-huh. and Glenn and Phyllis left. And I was able to say, Hey bub, I'm, I'm really hurt that you yeah. haven't, that I asked you to do this week ago. We, what would have been a conflict that would last a week? Because mm-hmm. then it would have spiraled. Oh, sure. We would have gone down yep. this road. Yep. We were able to spend about, 
two minutes. Yep. Wow. Processing this emotion because yeah. I could identify it. He could identify. Yeah. He had fear Crazy. because he actually doesn't do this anymore. Yeah. He has a whole team that does it now. Mm. And we were able to connect and be like, oh, okay, great. Now we yeah. understand what's happening totally. here. Yeah. And so yeah. doing it in the moment is the goal. So good. Yeah. And so, so this good. just teaches yeah. you how to do that. Yeah. I just have to say, you know, Phyllis and I, first 10 years of our marriage was a disaster. Second 10 years wasn't great. But, and so we're, and we're a bit older, um, you know, I'm 61, nobody knows how old Phyllis is, but. Um, I'm 60, I tell people that That's right, be proud, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just startling to us, because we remember the pain, we remember the defeat, mm. we remember the, the hours, the days, the weeks, the yeah. months, literally the decades of pain that we experienced. And we just marvel, because now we process through stuff virtually never more than 30 seconds. That's amazing. And I'm thinking, what's the math on that? 30 seconds times <laughs> X equals three days. Right. That's a big mm. multiplier. And to this day, because we're fairly new in this uh, the, with the connection codes just yeah. the past few years, we look at each other like, well, dang. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a thing. Yeah. Like we're 25 seconds into this, uh, you know, tense moment and we're good. Yeah. And I'm mm. just looking around like, is really? Is that, I mean, is there an ogre in the closet somewhere that's mm. going to come out and pounce on us? And it just works. Yeah. yeah. So powerful. So good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, Carlos, thank you so much for being mm-hmm. here. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And to our listeners, go right now. You can get it from your website. There is a link on your website. Yep. Through your social media. But Amazon. But I mean, it's everywhere. everywhere that books are How sold. How to Human. How yeah. to Human. Go find it. And if you pre-order, Carlos is offering a six-week <laughs> Live experience, yeah. Live experience where every single Wednesday he is going to get on live with another thought leader. Just a friend of mine, like like, good humans. But cool people. Well, yeah, we got Don Miller, Sharon McMahon, Danica McKellar, the Holderness family. It's going to be. Your list is incredible. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Of your lineup. And so if you pre-order, you get access to that yeah. six-week live experience. And so why not go ahead and just do the pre-order? Just do it now. Absolutely. If you do it three weeks from now, you're going to miss out on an incredible mm-hmm. yes. offer. Yes. And so again, go to carloswhitaker.com or Amazon yep. and find How to Human. It will also be linked in the show mm, So cool. Mm. And thank you so much you're here. We teach all of these things because... You need this. You deserve this. So So let's let's do do this. this. Let's do this.